Hedman's shot blocked by Hedman. Score! Burakovsky on the follow-up, and game one goes to the Avs in overtime. You won't forget. Hey, baby. Welcome to the Derek and Eric show once again, the Abs Cast. And what you hear right there is Woo! The, it's the winning goal from Burakovsky with a final score of four to three and winning the game in overtime. Suck it, Tampa. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Man, that arena just like, oh man, that that place just from the moment the puck dropped in when it first started, just that whole place just chanting, Let's go abs. It Dude, was, my house. It was I was nuts. loud enough in my Can house. <laughs> and, and where was that? The the Aurora campus where all those people were outside? Oh no, um, was it um yeah, it's Aurora in Aurora. It but, was in front, in front of the old um, train station. Oh, yes. that's right. But that, man, when they showed that, too, I was like, man, that and place I, is jumping. Well, I guess McGregor Square just had a TV up, and there were a bunch of ass fans that, like, walked by and were like, oh, hey, the game's on. And so, like, there were TVs around town. We're going to get crunk tonight watching the game <laughs> of the place. Yeah. It's, it's oh, it's going to be something, man. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, yeah. But what, 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 let's let Leslie introduce what the hell we talking about. All yes. right. Let's go! For today, obviously, a little bit of the avalanche and that goal-winning game and what we should expect for game two, stats of the week. The Louis and a little surprise for you guys at the end. Yeah, Eric's got a little surprise about a, a certain fan base. Of yes, but the Leslie, NFL. the goal-winning game. Game-winning goal. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. All right, let's let's get this rolling. All right, initial thoughts on the victory. Let's go! (laughs) I mean, it was just uh, Tampa sucks. I mean, when they when they went up three to one, I just even when Tampa Bay came back and scored those two quick goals, I'm like, the, the Avs aren't going to lose this game. They Three to one in the first period, by the Ex- way. Exactly. But yeah. when they scored those two quick goals, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, it sucks. But I was like, mm, I was a little worried, but not too worried. Because it's like, you know what? This team, this is what they have done all postseason. Here's why I wasn't worried. Only one of those goals was a bad play from Kemper. Yes. The other one, the first one was like, how in the hell did that puck go in the net? Mm-hmm. Why do the Avs not get the bounces? I like, it just, what? Also, Nick Paul scored four goals in the postseason for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. One of them was a high-skilled play. The rest were he was set up by a teammate, and then the other two were just lucky bounces. Mm-hmm. Go back to Ottawa where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, the Avs only played poorly in 50 seconds of a 60-minute hockey game. Exactly. They let their guard down for, well, 48 seconds they scored those two goals. It, yeah. I'm but rounding up. Close enough. But, yes, they, they let their guard down, and they were caught off guard for those two goals. And then after that, they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's get back on track. I'm rounding up because the Nick Paul goal, Eric Johnson should have known what the hell was going on. Yeah. 
Those are like the only two seconds that Eric Johnson's played poorly for the Avalanche in this postseason. All I and even s- then, it was just like, a, oh god, it just happened to bounce right there. All I can say is though, is Lekkinen and Nachushkin. This oh my uh, god, this dude. postseason, it's just. I mean, what Sakic? What what a pickup? Seriously, Lekkinen, what what a freaking pickup that was! Like, dude, Nachushkin was gonna go play in the KHL. Yeah, he, he was a first round pick from Dallas. They never let him play the style of hockey that he's allowed to play. Mm-hmm. They let him go. And he was just like, I guess I'm going to go play in the KHL. Joe Sackick said, I'm going to give you a shot. One million dollars, one year. Let's see what you got. And he proved it. He signed him for an extra three years. And look where he is now. I don't know if you saw the store, but the, they had an article this week on ESPN of saying of how the Avs got here and when Sackick took over and, and how all the trades and the drafts he made and when Waugh left and how he believed in Bednar, even though they finished that season with 48 points. And yeah, but, they lost but 60 that, games. But if, you, but if you think about that, if they didn't lose those 60 games, they wouldn't have Nathan McKinnon. They wouldn't. Yeah. That's who they drafted. When no, they, it was Cam yeah. Carr. No, no, no. The year they thought they no, no Derek McKinnon. McKinnon sure? was on that team. Yes, because Duchesne was still on that team. Oh, that's they traded right. Duchesne that year. That's right. So it wasn't they wouldn't Kale have McCarr. drafted Kale McCarr. Now they were fourth. The draft lottery screwed them, and they were yes. fourth. Yes, they got lucky that the stupid Chicago Blackhawks passed on him. He, Kale McCarr was predicted to go to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks were like, Thank God he we're going to punt that idea right out of the stadium, and we're going to draft the guy that's not even on their roster. And they let Kale McCarr fall to the avalanche. Joe Sackick was drooling at the mouth. He had full-on rabies bubbling out of his mouth when Kale McCarr was <laughs> – Dude, I'm jazzed. I mean, just – Sackick has the the trades, the draft, that everything he's done since he took this team over. He's just that's why whenever he he made these trades this year for Kemper and 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 signed Helm and all, I never I yeah Lekkinen, I didn't question him. It was like he knows Manson. what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to put a championship team together. Well, and and he here's, has. here's the thing: Josh Manson last year had an awful season for the Ducks. He was yeah. terrible. But the Ducks sucked. Yeah, they were This bad. year, he was playing well. He was an alternate captain for the Miami, Miami, the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. And he goes out and he goes, they were looking at Manson for a couple of years, actually. They really liked him. He understands what Bednar's system does for defensemen. Josh Manson is taken from where they were like, you're, you're going to be defense only. He, they pluck him from, from Anaheim and they go, you play how we play with every other defenseman where it's like, if you see an opportunity, jump mm-hmm. up in the play, take care mm-hmm. of the puck, mm-hmm. you go. And he's thrived. Mm-hmm. It's looked perfect for the abs in this system. And when he was playing with Gerard, those two were clicking oh. on every cylinder. Oh yeah. It they sucked were so bad. Then now he's we have to bad. have Jack Johnson play 10 minutes and Jack Johnson's the only defenseman I'd say when he skates with the puck forward, I'm like, give it to somebody else. Seriously. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop, old man. <laughs> like, I love Jack Johnson, and his story this season is so heartwarming, but just play defense, bro. 
Just, just do, just. And for the most part, he understands that. Right he goes, "Hey, I'm paired up with Bo Byram right now. Let him have the puck." Bo Byram, yeah, seriously, and dude. And that's another draft pick. Mm. He let the, he trades with Ottawa for Matt Crap Dane and Matt Drop a Douche Duchesne. To, so, to me, real quick, I want to say this is my who I think my top four are. I think it's McKinnon. Lanniskog, Makar, and Rantanen, I think, in that order, are the top four stars. Uh, I strongly disagree with that order. McKinnon, Makar, Rantanen, and Landeskog. Makar's definitely up there. He's just – I mean, he's – like we've said, he's just – he's not just a defender. He's he's dangerous. He's a weapon. He is the best – He's the best two-way hockey player in the NHL right now. Easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, with his speed and – I mean – just everything, the way he passes it, the way he shoots everything, and he's he's good. You think the Blackhawks are over there? Well, what did we do? <laughs> yeah, they went and got Seth Jones in a in a trade and gave him way too much money, and now they're I almost swore. Now, now they're, they're screwed. screwed. Yep. But anyways, anywho, let's not focus on the Chicago Rapists. Back, let's yeah. focus. Back to get, let's back to focus game one. on yeah. the Avs. Um, despite him having nine shots at the net, five of them being blocked, four of them being wide, Kale McCarr was the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. Followed by Val Nachushkin. Oh, yeah. Nachushkin just, man, he's just. He four checks like a mother. Oh, yeah. Now. And just, I just, I love the, the gritty, like, toughness they had in this game. They came out, I mean, just from the get-go. They were just smacking and hitting the living crap out of Tampa Bay. Dude, and it was great hits for the abs. Oh, it was great for Tampa. It was great to just see it. There was a couple checks. Who was that one where he just, uh, I think it was the first or second period. He just came across. Boom. Manson. Manson hit him him against like right in front of the boards or right in front of the bench. And it was a fair check, but Manson just laid his ass out. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that's how you do it. That's how you – I mean, with all this talk about Tampa Bay and saying, oh, they're going to three-peat and whatnot, you go out there, you don't let them bully you, and you smack them in their, in their damn mouth. And when I saw the Avalanche do that, I was like, these guys aren't afraid of them. They're no. not afraid of them. I was like, they don't fear anything. And now, Vasilevsky, I mean, they're sh- they sure as hell ain't afraid of him, but shooting on them. No, well, and that's they the, were firing that's the at thing. will, yeah. Uh, well, Leslie will have us dive into the periods here in a little bit, but – they showed once they found out that Vasilevsky was not on mm-hmm. his A game, they were like, We can score on this guy, it doesn't matter. They can score on him, yeah. that opens things up completely. Now, Leslie, why don't you have us dive into this game a little more? All right, to break this game down a little bit, I want to hear your thoughts on the first period. Well, the first period, I mean. <laughs> Went up three to one. I mean, like an in the power play goal. I mean, five on three, you had to score there. Cause if you, I, I was saying to myself, I was like, if they don't score on this five on three, they, I don't think they were going to win that game. Well, that was, was that the first goal? No. Uh, Laniscog and Nachushkin were yeah, the first so let, two let's, goals. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about that one. The first one. Laniscog's um, goal was just freaking, that was awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, you had Rantanen and Byron were the, were the assists on that one. Well, Byram, first of all, 
just like they're they're not touching him. And mm-hmm. it's like if you let Bo Byram all over you, dude, mm-hmm. you guys are in for a I'm gonna say a long series, but it's a short series mm-hmm. because he's 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 played so well for the abs. And then Ranton and with that, Ranton is starting to, he's the moose is starting to get loose, Derek. And it's oh, yeah. good. Yep. Ranton and starting. He's, he's woken so up. Yeah. I heard a rumor from a Denver podcast. I listened to DNVR. That's where we're going tonight. Going to the bar, getting drunk, watching that. Um, <laughs> uh, they were saying that. So you remember at the end of the season, Ranton and missed like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was so violently ill. It's rumored. He lost. 10 to 20 pounds oh my god so having to come back after that because like he was like immobile he could barely move he was so sick wow well, i wonder what the heck he had it wasn't covid though either that's the no thing. that must have been a really bad bug um, that he had so yeah the first two series he's basically playing underweight well clearly I'm sure, yeah i'm sure he's gotten some of that back so mm-hmm. you're starting to see i'm sure he's still underweight but I'm sure, like, it kind of seems like he's starting to get back in, into he's his start, rhythm. Starting to get back in his rhythm, and probably health-wise, he's probably slowly starting to get back to his weight, That yeah. all that weight that and he that lost. And that shot yeah. he had that beat Vasilevsky, oh, oh, yeah. threw a defender's legs, set up a screen. Vasilevsky never had it, and mm. Landis Cog just there to tip it in. Yeah. Perfect. It was pretty. Now the second goal. Natushkin, yeah. Well, Tampa turned the puck over a lot in this yes. game. Yes, yes, they oh did. Oh my god, I'm trying yes. to find the full stats of the turnovers, but it was a lot. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, they had six. Seems like more than that. It really did, but nevertheless, um, they turn it over. McKinnon, he just taps it right to Natushkin. And Nichushkin with the hell of a shot through the five hole on Vasilevsky, two nothing. Oh yeah. Well, was that the one five hole, or is that the one that just that was barely went hole. over his leg? That was five hole. That's oh, that's right. Yeah. And then the one that Tampa scored, we were talking about. It was just a fluke bounce. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Paul had a Nick Paul. Yeah, Nick Paul had a a breakaway, but Kemper played it very well. I thought. I think he did too. It's and then just... it just. It bounced off of Paul's stick, Johnson's stick, and then Paul managed to just like just tap it enough to where it slid behind Kemper. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. So then that made it two to one, and then after that, and then the Avs are on a five on three, and I think it's really so. McKinnon was like pushing the play, driving the play, gets Uh tripped up, easy call, right? It was an easy call. Two people tripped him. It's very easy to make, yeah. (laughs) So they call it on one of the guys who just happened to lose his stick. And then the other guy who tripped McKinnon then trips up McCarr. So the two people that tripped McKinnon are in the box anyway. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff saying that that was a soft call. He got his stick in on McCarr. McCarr falls over. The dude had a breakaway. Mm -hmm. If 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 McCarr didn't happen to, like, poke the puck away just in time. That's why they called it a penalty. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't knock a guy over with your stick and then no. be like, oh, look, free puck. Exactly. That's, that's, no, that's you can't not, do that. So that's not how it works. They can <laughs> moan about it all they want, Tampa. <laughs> it's a penalty. And then Nico Rantanen again with the beautiful pass to Lekkonen in front of the net. 
Three mm-hmm. one. Like you said, if you don't score there, you don't. Oh, seriously. And like time was like ticking down on it. And I was like, come on, you need to score, need to score. Then finally, the whole, I was like, okay, there we go. We're good now. You're like, please, 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 please. Okay. We're good. Then as soon as I saw him tap it in, the horn went off. I'm like, okay, we're good now. But how about, I mean, Real quick, too, and uh, how about the penalty kill for the Avs in this game, too? Tampa Bay going 0 for it 3. Was perfect. 0 for they, 3. Oh, and yeah. like the last one, wasn't it like one shot on goal or something like that? And it was one a shot. really nice save from Kemper, too. One shot on goal was yep, the last one. But there's just the penalty kill they had in this game was just, it was on point. And they just, they looked damn good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the second period. Um, Tampa Bay clearly made adjustments after the first period and, you know, came out in this period. I mean, abs didn't score, but, you know, Tampa Bay, fortunately for them, you know, they were able to get two on the board and tie it up. Yeah, the the first one, what a play. That's just a tip of the hat play to Kucherov and Palat. I just, oh, my God. What a pass. What well, a and pass. Like, it was your two best defenders, McCarr mm-hmm. and Taves, out there. Yeah. And they just, they just Kucherov and Palat just beat them. Yeah, and that's, McCar- that's all that happened. And mm-hmm. it, it's like you got to tip your cap. They're a damn good hockey team. They're here for a reason. They, they, yeah, they, they got a lot of team chemistry and experience with each other, especially at this stage since this mm-hmm. is their third Stanley Cup in a row. Yeah, and the third goal, you'd like Kemper to save that one. Yeah, I yeah. think Helm screened him though. You think his own his own guy's ass was in his face. Like, you can't see the puck there, but you would love the save. But I get, like, I'm torn because if Kemper's on his A game, that doesn't go in. Yeah. But Kemper also hadn't played for 15 days. He he was off for quite a while, yeah. So Nice two-week vacation. It is what it is. But up until that point, it was like 10 minutes into the period, Mm -hmm. I thought the Avs were playing a perfect defensive game. Mm Mm-hmm. Tampa like they, couldn't do anything. Like we said, they they for 50 seconds they they dropped the ball and they they weren't really focused in those 50 seconds. And then look what happened. They yeah. scored twice. They scored but twice, other, but then they then they picked the, from that moment on, the Avs owned Tampa. Oh yeah. And just the um well we'll we'll get to it when we talk about the last third period. Yeah. Basically, All right, yeah, and... oh, hold on a second. Basically, like you said, abs let up for 50 seconds. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. But you really saw like the forechecking of the abs mm-hmm. scared the ever-living daylights out of the, the Tampa <laughs> defenders. Because they really were just like, that's ah, guy, they would just yeet the puck. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, and lastly, for third period and overtime. Well, uh, here, here sums up the third period. The Avs outshot Tampa 12-5. to 5. Yeah. Just they dominated them, just like every team. I mean, if you look at every playoff game this postseason for the Avs, they've averaged 40 shots. And they were at 38 last They were at 38, yeah. Outshot Tampa Bay 38-23. to 23. But yeah, they average forty a game this postseason. Did you see how many scoring chances the Avs had too? Mm-hmm. Twenty-four. Four. That's 24. insane. Yes. Now, what scares me is in the, the second and third period, 
you saw Vasilevsky play very well. Mm-hmm. He was in position pretty much the whole second and third period. Until overtime. Until overtime. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. what happened. So, again, Nachushkin forechecking. Tampa yeets the puck in the center of the ice, and JT Comfer, who has been I, outstanding. Phenomenal. He's, since the Oilers series. Oh, yeah. Games. He's been phenomenal. And oh, stepping yeah. up it for um, Nazem Kadri being out. He's oh, yeah. done a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. He, he turns the puck over. The, the shot gets blocked by uh, JT Comfort by Victor Hedman. Now, it, they have got a little lucky because it bounced right to Nachushkin. Mm-hmm. But since Nachushkin scored earlier on Vasilevsky, I think Vasilevsky was sold hard on that he's going to shoot the puck. And it was never in Nachushkin's – I, I, he never was going to shoot that puck. What a pass that he had, too, to Burakovsky. And a wide-open pass to a wide-open Burakovsky. And Vasilevsky and was out of position. Yeah, Vasilevsky had no chance in saving that. You look at the replay, that puck was at least four or five inches from no, his No, but leg. then he JT no Comfer, again, right yep. in front of him, because mm-hmm. he was sold shot on Nachushkin being there. Mm-hmm. Easy play for Burakovsky. And Victor Hedman was out of position because he was down blocking the shot. Yep. And they were puck watching. So the Avs took advantage, and... Andre Burakovsky ends the game. And I like, yeah, it was three, three going into OT, but the abs really dominated most of this hockey game. No, they, they showed. Did. I, to me, it looks like the avalanche's speed is what killed Tampa Bay. And I think is what's going to continue to kill them. Like I, what I don't understand is all these people say, well, I, I heard I heard it. I can't remember who I heard it from, but they said, "Well, if the Avs were in the Eastern Conference, they wouldn't have swept two teams." Well, how do okay, you, I want to. Okay, I, how do you I know am that? So glad you yeah. brought that up. I wanna, how do you, I, I can't I remember who I can't remember who brought that up, but I heard that and I said, "How do you know that? You don't know that." So like, people were saying the East was better than the West. Yeah, and like the the wet the East was more top heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you watching? So every team that made the postseason in the East, I will grant at this, had 100 points. Yeah. Washington, 100. Boston, 107. Tampa, 110. Toronto, 115. Florida, 122. Pittsburgh, 103. Rangers, 110. And Carolina, 116. Florida's worried about going to the strip club instead of playing game four. Exactly. (laughs) Give me – a guess on what the the after the Capitals with a hundred the next closest team point wise and what their point totals is the Islanders with eighty four. Mm-hmm. I figured fifteen points less than the Caps with a hundred. Then it's yep. Columbus with eighty one, Buffalo seventy five, Detroit seventy four, Ottawa seventy three, New Jersey sixty three, Philadelphia sixty one, Montreal fifty five. Now the West, the Avs. Yep. 119 and they basically reached that the first or the last month of the season at the beginning of it mm-hmm. they basically checked the bleep out in the last month because they didn't need to they didn't minnesota 113 st louis 109 calgary 111 uh, edmonton 104 los angeles 99 dallas 98 and nashville 97 
The next closest team was the Vegas Golden Knights with 94, Vancouver with 92, Winnipeg 89. Do not tell me that the East was easy or harder than the West. Yeah. Now I admit, overall, the teams Tampa played were a lot tougher than the ones the Avs played. Oh, yeah. They, I really thought Toronto was going to beat them. But Toronto can't win games six and sevens to save their damn lives. They can't. They choked. <laughs> and they had a two-goal lead in game six, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina, they're deep, but they couldn't win a damn game on the road. Mm-hmm. So the Rangers, a team that is just like the Oilers, where they're top heavy and the rest of their team is garbage besides their goaltender, goes plays Tampa and gets demolished. In four straight if, games, yeah. If it wasn't for uh, Igor Shosturkin, the Rangers don't win a game against Tampa. Oh, yeah, they would have got swept. They would have got swept. Yep. So don't tell me the Avs didn't play harder teams. Honestly, the Western Conference final should have been Avs Blues. Mm-hmm. But the NHL's stupid system, we want division rivalries. They yeah. already hate each other enough. I don't need to hate Minnesota and St. Louis already more than I do. I <laughs> Seriously. Stupid wild. Cheating wild. Yep. So we got off on a tangent. Avs, you can't tell me the Avs had. They, did, they had an easier path to the cup. I will admit that because Nashville sucks and Edmonton sucks. Sucks. Yes. I mean, they're in the Edmonton's in the Western Conference final for a reason. But the Avs are just so talented. That's why it feels like it was an easier path. Yep. They have better depth and they're more talented than Edmonton. St. Louis gave it all they could. Mm -hmm. But they have no defense. Same with Edmonton. Same with Edmonton. Edmonton, If St. Louis has no defense, Edmonton doesn't even know what the word defense is. That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, their defense was bad. But it's just, but like I said, though, I just think it will show tonight and going forward is just the speed on this team is just Tampa Bay is not used to, I don't think they've ever seen a team with the speed before. And that's what's Mm going to just, that's, I think they're going to have a tough well, time containing it. Here, here's the thing. The Avs are one of the only teams in the NHL, in my opinion, who are fast and strong. Strong. And they have a great – and their defense is just a damn good. Damn like, good defense. Like Edmonton, they're fast. I will give them that. They're very fast. Calgary, they're strong. They ain't fast mm-hmm. overall. I'm oh, sorry, but Tampa or uh, Florida. They're fast. They aren't strong. Mm-hmm. Carolina, they're strong. They, they're the only other team I could say is fast as well. Mm-hmm. The Rangers, they're very strong. They're slow as hell. <laughs> yes, they are. Toronto is fast. They ain't strong. So, and Tampa, they're strong. They ain't fast. They're not fast. So the Avs are the, the one team that's very rare that that happens where they're fast and strong. Oh, yeah. And that, that again, goes back to Joe Sackett. Also, Dallas, they ain't strong and they ain't fast. They're nothing. <laughs> they're trash and they're even more trash. Minnesota is just nothing. And Vegas, pfft. 
Minnesota is one line of fast and the rest is strong. <laughs> and, and the they, one line that is fast is because Kaprizov is a beast. Yeah. By the way, I want to do an off-season video about what I think is going to happen for the Avs division, basically. Minnesota's screwed for the next three years. Their oh, salary yeah. cap, cap is going to get hit hard. hard. Oh, yeah. Anywho. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. Let's move. Let's, let's talk about game two. Let's wait. Move All on. right, yeah. What should we expect for game two? Um, the over-under mm-hmm. is six goals. Yeah. I'm taking the under. Uh, yeah, me too. Or it might be a push. I think it will be like the Edmonton game that you called. Three to two, pull the goalie. They get an empty netter, four two. Mm. That's just my opinion, what I see happening. I definitely think three two could be the final though as well. But I mean, if they pull their goalie, the abs, I mean, are bound to, I think, hey, get an empty know. netter. Yeah. Uh, but spoiler alert spoiler alert we think the Avs are going to win i mean if why not but tampa in game twos in their last 10 series of nine and two or 11 series excuse me that scares the ever-living hell out of me it scares me too but they in those 11 games they didn't play the avalanche so that's the difference for me is right there they didn't play the avalanche in those 11 games Mm -hmm. they haven't i will say they're going to but they haven't they didn't before yeah there's a lot of people that have been saying like, oh, Tampa has no stress in this series. If they lose tonight, series is over in five. I think so too. There's no way you can sit here and say the Avs with a 2-0 lead are going to blow it like the Rangers do. Mm-hmm. And that's what people are going to say. Oh, Tampa was up. They're down 2 nothing against the Rangers. The Rangers were exhausted. They played 14 hockey games yep. going into that Tampa series. 14. It's a lot. It's a lot. The Avs were more rested. They had uh, eight days off, which was the same time they had between Nashville and the St. Louis. And I don't think that matters as much now. That's going to mm-hmm. matter towards the end of the series when it's like game five, game six. Oh, yeah. So I think there's a lot of pressure on mm. Tampa to win this game tonight. Oh, there's that's a, what scares me. Hell of a lot of pressure. So real quick, I think what Bednar said this week, I have it here. It's just what he, the quote that he said in his, uh, you know, one of his post or his interviews he had this week with Burke. This is his quote. He said, the one thing we have learned with our team is it's about playing to our identity as difficult as Tampa Bay will make it. We have to stay resilient and strong in the belief that if we do what we do, the best of our ability will be enough. I mean, yeah. when he when he said that, I'm like, boom. Honestly, when the Avs are playing their quote-unquote A game, mm-hmm. they're impossible to stop. They are. Now, Derek, would you say the Avs played their A game last game? No. I don't think they did. They played good, but I don't think they played their A game. I don't think they did either. Now but they played really good, though. I, Clearly, I think, they won. I, mean, I think you they, got a B plus game. Yeah, 
Uh, so why why do you think they didn't play their A game? Well, I just uh, like I said, those two goals that they allowed right there. If you don't let those two goals happen and you beat them, you know, three one or four one, then I consider that an A game. But they let their guard down briefly, and that kind of is what I think did it for me. Yeah, I. I don't think they played their A game because Darcy Kemper wasn't playing his A game. Now they didn't which, need him to. They still he won. didn't need to, which I think I, I kind of did see a little bit happening because, like we said, he, he didn't play for two weeks. Exactly. He didn't play now, for two weeks. Could you imagine if Darcy Kemper tonight plays his A game? Oh, I think, and I think he's going to. I think. I think now he will that too. He, I think now that he has a game under his belt. And he kind of knows what to expect from Tampa. Oh, I think he plays I his A too. game tonight. I, it's just he plays lights out tonight. It's, it's, hey, it's it's gonna, with that team that he's got in front of him. It's it's gonna be hard for Tampa to score. That so I th- I really think that's the like the Avs tighten up defensively a little more. Mm-hmm. Kemper plays, but even good then, in. like, do you see how many shots there were from the slot for Tampa? Not many. No. There were like, I think six. Yeah, not many. I think it was about five or six. Out of their like 20 something, 23? 23 shots, yep. I, I The only thing I really think that could be better is goaltending. And I think I it's think, going to. I think it's going to too. Like, And I, I knew going, as I just said, going into game one, I knew Kemper was probably going to show a little bit of rust and he showed it mm-hmm. a little bit. But I said, no, it's okay. Game two, he's going to come out and I think he's going to play a hell of a lot better. And even then, if, if he if he gives you another B plus outing, if the Avs are playing A, it's 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 fine. Derek, mm-hmm. give me some some players to watch or some key players you think for this game. Oh, well, I think Kemp, Kemper is definitely one for the Avalanche. Um, I'd go with both goalies. I uh, I do expect Vasilevsky to pro- yep. to play better tonight too because let's face it, some of those goals were pretty sloppy that he gave up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I expect him to play. I expect both goalies to play better. But I just think um, for the Avs, just expect I think Nachushkin to keep him and Lekkinen to each each just continue what they're doing. I think they're each going to have a damn good game tonight. Uh, I actually think tonight, I think Kale McCarr is going to actually score tonight. I just have a gut feeling. Oh, my God, with the way he's been playing. I think the way he's been playing, I think he's bound to get one in tonight. So I think he's definitely a big player on my radar to watch. So last five games for the ads, top point getter, Kale McCarr with nine. Yeah. So I Rantanen with four. Mm-hmm. He's heating up. Assists Makar with seven. Yeah, I think I think Makar is one of the big players for me to watch tonight. And I, I just have a gut feeling that he's he's gonna get a goal tonight. I hope he does. I hope he does. I do I I oh, I almost swore again. I love it when he scores. Mm-hmm. Um I think player to watch, obviously a Kemper, obviously. I want to see Miko Ranton and keep going. I think oh, he yeah. will. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he gets a goal tonight, but he's been assisting like a mother too. Hey, if he just keeps keep assisting. I mean, you keep – I don't care. You keep being in the right spot and assisting, man. That's that's all you need. Also, Cogliano was in a full contact sweater 
Saw that. Play full, full, full practice mode. I expect him to be back in for game four. Oh, yeah. And Kadri was on the ice. He wasn't in practice. Mm-hmm. I would expect him, but uh, it sounds like he was going to be back game three or four. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So we both think the Avs are going to win. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of preview the rest of the series because I do not believe. So they have a game tonight, of course, at six. And then their next three games. They play three if... games before we talk again. So the next, yeah. Then after that, they have three games. So then they play Monday at six. Wednesday at six and then next Friday at six. So I, these games are going to be too hard to predict, but Mm -hmm. let's, let's go off scenarios here. If the abs win tonight, which I think they're going to, what happens in game three and four? I hate to say it, but I think game three Tampa Bay will win because they're going to have to, they're going to have to, but I just, I just have a feeling that place is just going to be loud and crazy Mm -hmm. in game three. And I just, I just see Tampa Bay winning that one. I really do. I hate to say it, but, I just I just see him winning that. But game four, game four, I see the Avalanche bouncing back because I mean, hey, they're seven and zero on the road, and this team doesn't really lose back to back games, so that's why I think they'll lose. Yeah, they've game only three. lost two all freaking playoffs, so I think they'll lose game three. They'll win game four, and then I honestly think game five next Friday they they come back here and they they close it out. Yeah, I think I agree. I think they do. I think they do it in five. Like this just. I'm not saying this because I'm a homer and I love the avalanche, but it's just, I don't see anybody, not Tampa, not anyone beating these guys four times. I just don't see anyone doing that. Not in a or and not this year. I just, I think it's just the avalanche's year. This they're just too good. They're too talented. They're too fast to just to, to lose. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. Let's, let's go. And I agree with you, by the way, I completely agree with you because mm-hmm. Tampa's not very and I'm and they're I mean, not very back to back lose. If if the Avs if the Avs do win Game Three, I I mean I won't be surprised. But if they win Game Three and go up three nothing, it, it, it's over. It's done. Yeah, Tampa might win is done. Game Four, but it's I, over. It's over. <laughs> yeah, and if they and if the Avs so, win tonight, it, it, Tampa Bay's got a hell of a climb. Exactly. So let's <laughs> look at if Tampa wins tonight. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Tampa wins tonight. I mean, I just – I possibly see maybe being it 2-2 maybe coming back on Friday then. If Tampa wins tonight, the Avs will not lose game three. So they'll be up 2-1. to one, and then two game one. And then game four, do you think they win or do you think they lose that one? I think if they do lose tonight, which I, I don't see it happening, but I think it's two to two coming back next Friday for game five. I have no idea. I, I honestly have no clue. If it's one one, I, I uh, Derek, I really think this series is over in five. I, I do too. I see him winning tonight. Like I said, losing game three, winning game four, and then coming back here to Colorado and winning the cup. You could call me. You could call me arrogant. You could call me like, so I, I, 
I'm trying to think of how to put this. So I'm, I'm going to go to my Rams real fast. <laughs> Once they beat the Niners, I didn't think they were going to lose. No, I, yeah, I, I, didn't I, I, I was, look, I looked at that matchup and I said, even if it's a close game, I believe this team is deep and good enough to well, win the Super Bowl. And I told you too, and a lot of experts said, and even I agreed is, I think the minute they got the minute they got Stafford, they were contenders and they were possibly going to win it because yeah. the way he was on a lackluster, I love my lions, but on a lackluster, bad lions team, when he actually went to a good team with an offensive line with a great defense, I just had a feeling maybe not this year, but in years to come, Stafford's going to win a super bowl with these guys. And he did it because he's yeah. just too talented to not win a title. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just – I look at this Avs team, and they're I'm like – talented. They're good. The they're only thing good. that's going to stop them is themselves. Mm-hmm. If they commit stupid penalties and cost themselves, which this team doesn't really do that much. Yeah, every now and then they do, but they don't do it consistently a lot. Do you think St. Louis is a good team? The Blues? Yes. I mean – they're decent, yes. I think they're good. I, mean, I think they the Blues the, are. I think the Blues are a good team. They made it to the playoffs for a reason, so yeah, they're good. So, I'm trying to pull up their scores here. They outscored the Blues one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine. A lot. Fifteen. Uh, nineteen. Twenty, twenty-one, yeah, 17-18. The Blues scored the most goals on this postseason. Mm-hmm. The Predators, the most goals they scored were three. Oof. And it was 7-2, to 2-1, 7-3, 5-3. They, Edmonton, just, they, they dominated. Edmonton, 8-6, 4 to nothing. Four to two, six to five, five. Yeah. This team's good. And they're so underrated how defensively good they are. Just the the will and the fight that this team has when they go down. And, and when they're down, they don't <laughs> quit. Like the Edmonton game. They were down two goals. They came back and tied it up. And guess what? They won the game. They have... Eight come from behind wins in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They every game they won against the Blues, they were the second team to score. It doesn't matter to them. No, they don't care who scores first. Now, if you're down two goals to Tampa, it's gonna be a lot tougher. Oh, yeah, it will be. But they can do because it. I will say I believe Tampa in them. is a good team, but, but I the be- Avs are just better. so much better. I, honestly, okay. if if Tampa's going – so, again, I'm being arrogant. If Tampa <laughs> wins one game, I see it being tonight or game three. I, I personally see it being game three, first game back in Tampa. That's when sure. I see it. I don't – I just, the Avs aren't going to go undefeated on the list. It's just not going to happen. No, and if they did, it's just – man, this is, this is one hell of a team if they finish off 9-0 and on the road. I really – like, I've been – 
listening to a lot of like national media, I really think they underestimate how good this Avs team is. Oh, oh yeah. They, yeah, they, they say all this stuff about and like literally after game one, all they were talking about was Tampa, not acknowledging Burakovsky or the Avs winning the game. I'm like, it was about how Tampa scored two goals very quickly. And then they're like, oh, but guess no, what happened? Down. Tampa did nothing the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. As we said, 12-5, third period shots. Five. Five shots. Tampa's going to be better this game. They're probably going to be better defensively more than they are offensively. Eric, there's 20 minutes in a period. They average one shot every five minutes, basically, in the third period. That's yeah. bad. You're not going to win a game when you do stuff like We're that. Gonna, we'll move on here, but... I... I see him winning tonight. Mm-hmm. I see him, as I said, losing game three, winning four and five. With how much that building was – I because, almost swore – Dude, I almost swore again. With how much that building, the ball arena was thumping, and you could feel it just through the TV. Oh, yeah. And it's and, I, and tonight, after they got that victory the other night, it's going to be even louder tonight and amplified tonight since they already have a, a And you game. heard Landis Cog after in the post game, he was like, I was nervous as hell, but then as soon as I heard that crowd coming out of the locker room, it all just faded away. Oh, yeah. You're going to have everybody in this city either, A, somewhere watching it, like us three, or B, at that arena or outside that arena watching them. Everybody's going to be watching it tonight. There, can I you just... give me the only times the Avs were not playing very well this time in the, this season? Uh, I'd say... Maybe a couple times it was, it was the end Columbus. of the year. maybe end of the year, and then maybe those couple games against Columbus. Maybe I can remember in the top it of was, my head. It was the beginning of the season. They started yeah. four, five, and one. The only other time they went four, five, and one was in April when it did not matter. Mm-hmm. Didn't they clinch the division in March? They did March, but like I like I said. Said it early on, and I'll say it again. Why I think they're going to win this, why they're going to win the cup is just their speed. Tampa Bay can't stop it. They're not going to stop I agree. it. Vasilevsky I, I is a, agree. Vasilevsky is a good goalie, but guess what? He's just, I think, I just, I just, all right. We're, we, we didn't we're move good. on here, but yeah, uh, this team's good. good. They're damn good, and they're going to continue. And they're going to, I'm, gonna I'm win the super cup. proud of this team right now, to be totally honest. Oh, yeah. It, it's a, this is a little off topic. The abs remind me of Tampa a lot where they have a good, really good selection of core players. Here's the difference. Tampa's core are all in their thirties right now. The abs core 20s, mid twenties, one of them early twenties, mid- one of them's in their thirties. It's Landis mm-hmm. All the rest are in their mid twenties or mid early twenties. Exactly. Speed. Speed kills. Speed saves lives. <laughs> right, not to mention, what's on or else we're gonna real quick? Go. What's we'll the be old, here for four hours? Not to mention the old saying: What wins you championships, Eric? Defense. <laughs> there you go. And what did the Avs play well? Defense. Yes. Moving on. All right. Moving on to stats of the week. Who wants to start it off? I'll go, I'll go. Ahead, Derek. No, I'll start it off. You kick it off. You, we'll, we'll change it up because usually I ask you first. Hey, 
I want to go, go first. first. He I saw you, Thunder. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. You you know Vlad Guerrero Jr., right? Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Yes. So, in his first 403 Major League Baseball games, Vlad Guerrero Jr. has 87 home runs, and his on-base percentage is 363. Pretty good. His dad's first 403 Major League Baseball games, he hit 87 home runs and had a 363 (laughs) on-base percentage. Damn. That's crazy. Father, son, both consistent. Father, like son. Exactly, like the old saying. All right, more baseball here. The Atlanta Braves just had a 13-game winning streak. I think it's at 14 games now. Mm -hmm. But uh, in that 13-game winning streak, they hit 32 home runs, which is one more than the Tigers have hit in 61 games this year. The Tigers have 31 home runs all season. Wow, <laughs> that's bad. That's that's trash. That's bad. On Wednesday, the Astros became the first team in Major League Baseball to history to have two immaculate innings in the same game. Yeah, and they I saw did that. it against the same three batters. <laughs> so if you don't know what an immaculate inning is, is three or nine pitches, nine strikes. What? Hello. Anywho, the Texas Longhorns college baseball team have made it to the College World Series more often than they haven't. In their history, they've made it 38 times. They haven't made it 37 times. That's crazy. That's pretty good. That's damn good. All right, do money. I've got a fun one here. Craziest contract clauses in history. Oh, boy. This This one is Des Bryant. So Des Bryant in his last contract with the Dallas crap boys. <laughs> I like they, that. They banned him from all strip clubs, not approved by the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that so they sucks. approved certain strip clubs. He could go to suck to be him, Leslie. Wow. Wouldn't also, it? <laughs> Cause Des Bryant's a freak. Not as bad as Deshaun Watson. Though. Well, okay. Oh, God. At least Des Bryant does legal stuff, all right? Exactly. Des Bryant is also crazy as hell. Yeah. All right, let me – I got a couple of them here. This one is just strange. So, I don't know. I think he was in the Premier League in Britain. Soccer. In soccer. Uh-huh. Stefan Schwartz was banned from boarding any space travel flights. Why? I have no idea. Banned? Banned from space travel. So he can't never go to space. Correct. When Why? he was playing. I, was it, I have no idea. Why do you need to? Maybe he knows an alien and he's not allowed to go back to space. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Former Seattle Seahawks quarterback Rick Meyer. Oh, God, he sucked. Gets paid up to and including the end of the world. What? He will be paid. Until the world is done. The world is over. Which, Correct. Why is that? I, Derek, I don't know the answer to these. I just have these weird things. Only that can happen with all our retirement plans. Get paid till the end of the world. I mean, uh, so a comet has to come destroy the earth and then he won't get paid anymore. That's the only Correct. way he'll stop. Get- that sucks to be him, I guess. Well, no, wow. He's, just, he's still getting paid. That's great. It's the Seahawks are the dumb ones. Like the guy from the Mets. What's that every year? 
Oh, he gets it's like a, a million one, bucks one point, a year. One point four every year. Yep. I forget his name. Uh, yeah. I, I I forget his name. I'd have to look it up. All right, Manny Ramirez, in order to sign with the Dodgers, was guaranteed that he would have unlimited sushi. Hey, that's not a bad clause, man. I'd I'd like that. Sushi's good. All right, Mario Balotelli, going back to Premier League again. Mm-hmm. Was banned cert- from having certain haircuts, smoking, what? clubbing, and oh. having c- and having controversy on his social media. Oh, if he did wow. any of those and got certain haircuts, he was let go from his contract. What? <laughs> so he couldn't like shave his head or get a mohawk if he wanted. Correct. And he couldn't go clubbing. Couldn't go clubbing. Oh man, if he played there overseas, the clubs overseas are freaking always popping. That would suck. <laughs> man. But social media, that I wouldn't care about that. I'm not really on mine that much. Yeah. But a haircut, yeah, that would kind of suck. Because what if you wanted to change it up? What if you're going on a hot date and you wanted to get a nice haircut and you couldn't? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one is from looks like the picture is in black and white, and he's wearing an old style Yankees hat. So I'm assuming from the early 1900s. Ray Caldwell, in his contract, told the Yankees he had to get drunk after every game, rest, train, and then pitch again, but only after he was drunk. (laughs) All right, then. That's what I want in my contract. I tell you what. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Seriously. Glenn Davis, former NBA basketball player. Yep, I remember. The team, I forget what team he played for, but. Boston. Boston, thank you. Paid him an additional five hundred thousand if he met weight requirements. Well, yeah, he was a big guy, so that oh, makes he's sense. A big horse. He was a big boy, yeah. So uh, there's there's a couple other ones, but they're not as funny. Um, I think I have one more here. Bear with me. I got okay. This one's kind of coherent. In the two North divisions in the NFL, mm-hmm. Derek, name me. In the AFC and the NFC, name me the two teams since 2012 who have not finished last in their division. Packers, Steelers. Correct. Yeah. Can you name the teams that have finished last most in their divisions? Browns, Lions. Correct. (laughs) Lions only by one season, though. Pretty easy to figure that Mm -hmm. one out. (laughs) Yeah. The closest the, the Packers have come to last was 2017, 2018, they were in third. And the closest the Steelers have come was third in 2012. Wow. They finished since 2012. It was third, second, first, second, first, first, second, second, first, second. That's why Mike Tomlin's been there forever and he'll be there till he retires. Guy's a damn good coach and knows what he's doing. Correct. All right. Finish it up, Derek. All right. Look at this. A sad Panther fact. The Panthers, (laughs) Terrace Marshall, rookie wide receiver. In three preseason games last year, he tallied 181 yards. Not bad. He would just go on to tally 138 yards through the entire regular season. Oh, Jesus. That's bad. Most touchdowns since 2017. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. Christian McCaffrey at number 10, 47. Mike Evans, number 9, 49. Ezekiel Elliott, 8 with 52. Aaron Jones, 53. 
Tyree Kill, number six at 55. Melvin Gordon, <laughs> number five with 55. Devontae Adams, number four with 57. Derrick Henry with 63 at number three. Todd Gurley, number two, two with 63. Alvin Kamara with 68. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Gurley has did not play last season. He hasn't played in about two seasons. Two seasons. And yet he still has the most touchdowns. I'm going to consider years. it three because he didn't do crap with the But Falcons. he still has the most in five years. It's because, Derek, when the two years he was with McVay, he scored 20-plus touchdowns in both the seasons. Both and right, Both And right here, these are the top five teams with the most penalties in the Super Bowl area. Number five, the Detroit Lions with 5,598. <sighs> The Bills at number four with 5,606. The Cowboys are third with 5,659. The Titans at number two with 5,681. And Eric, who's the number one most penalized team in the Super Bowl era? Raiders? Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) With an astounding 6,415 penalties. Almost. 1200 more than the Buffalo or than the Tennessee Titans. In other words, the Raiders are cheaters. They're also trash. And right here. Hey, real fast, going back to the Todd Gurley one. Could you mm-hmm. imagine how good the Rams would be if he was still healthy? Oh, if he was in his prime, just it wouldn't be fair. Would not be fair. Agreed. Lowest winning percentage since 2019. With quarterbacks. Number one. Cleveland? Cam, no. Court, oh, just, just, oh the, the quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterbacks. Number Cam one. Newton. Cam Newton, 7-15. and 15, Oh! With a .318 uh, winning percentage. Not to mention last 11 starts for the Panthers, 0-11. That's pretty good. I don't know what you're talking about. Andy Dalton, number two, nine and 19.321 winning percentage. And at number three, Eric, your boy, Danny Penny. Oh, Danny Penny. 12 and 25. Man, real quick, here's another one. Deshaun Watson has as many lawsuits against him as the Browns had wins from 2011 to 2017. Oh, my God. 24. <laughs> Dude, did you see there's more potentially coming to him as well? But how pathetic is that? How is that guy allowed to play? That's a, that's another story. Yeah, but how, but how pathetic is that? In six years, the Browns got 24 wins. God. Same amount as uh, Watson has. And then real quick. Eric, if you can guess which team or teams in the NFL have won their division the most? Teams in the NFL that have won in the their history, division. in the in history, the history. Of history of the NFL when all the divisions were formed. Yes, like the, as they are now. As they are now. Who all are right. the top? Who are the top two teams? Top two teams: Patriots. Yeah, they're third. Really? Yeah. They're third with twenty-two. 22 division titles they've won. Man. Uh, NFC or AFC? There are ones in the NFC, ones in the AFC. The divisions have been this way since 2003. 
Yes. Do you give up? No. Don't, how dare you? <laughs> oh, man. Packers? Uh, no. No. Okay. They have only 18 in their history. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, since, since 2003. Wait, no. In their full history? No, just every team's total division titles. Yeah. San Francisco. No, they have 20. What the hell? So in the NFC. No, no, no. no. Well, hurry up. I, well, I'm guessing teams here, bruh. <laughs> um, I'll tell you them, then Broncos. I'll run down. No. Raiders? No. Saints? No. Oh, God, no. No. Uh, um, is it very obvious that I miss Steelers? Steelers are the most in the NFC or the AFC with 24. All right, NFC teams. I got this. I got this. Lions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, they're not even close. Is it an East team? Mm-hmm. Dallas. Yep, they have 24. That's what I thought. So, real quick, NFC North, every team's total divisional titles. Vikings 20, Packers 18, Bears 11, Lions 3. Whoop-de-doo. That's more than since the divisions are currently as they're formed, by the way. Yeah, but NFC East, Dallas 24, Eagles 11, Commanders with 10, Giants with 8, NFC South, Saints 7, Panthers 5, Falcons and Bucks each with 4, NFC West 49ers with 20, Rams 16, Seahawks nine, Cardinals three. AFC West, this is crazy. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, all with 15. The Chiefs That's right. And the, the Chiefs, if they win it again, that'll everyone will be 15. That's right. AFC North, uh, Steelers with 24, Bengals 10, and the Ravens and Browns each have six. AFC East, Patriots with 22, Dolphins with 14, Bills with 12, Jets with four. AFC South, Colts with nine, Texans with six, Titans with four, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen, have only won their division once. It was like 2016, wasn't it? The year they went to the that AFC defense championship. was unbelievable. But there you go. Those All are right. my stats of the week. But how about that one, though, with the Browns' win totals and Deshaun Watson's lawsuits? Just dumb. <laughs> Made me chuckle. All right, let's like. Last but not least. All right, let's head into Louis Lounge. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Louis Lounge. Let's do our first story here. All right, our Saint star Marcus Davenport got his top pinky amputated after he developed a finger infection. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, I don't... It's... It's it's that that sucks, but at least he only got the top part of it. Didn't lose his whole finger. I guess that's the positive outlook of looking and at it. Pinky. You didn't use it that much. We'll be fine. Kill. Exactly. It's your pinky. At least it's not your pointer finger or hey, your middle finger. Because if you did, you can't really flip people off anymore <laughs> with road rage or something. <laughs> you could in Britain, but Eric, oh, no, you couldn't. But Eric, if you lost a piece of your pinky, would you would you care, or would you just be like, eh, don't really use it that much? I mean, a piece of it, no. 
I wouldn't care. Yeah. But how crazy, though. He had a really bad infection. They just had to... Uh, just, yeah, as I said. Uh, what about you, Leslie? How would you handle it if that happened to you? Well, man, I need all my fingers to, you know... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do everything with this one right here. <laughs> I need all my fingers to be functioning here, so uh, I would care. <laughs> but overall, uh, just, just glad he didn't lose his whole finger, because... I would be thankful that you only lost part of it, not the whole thing. So, yeah. On to the next one. Our next story Toledo basketball player helps a ref after he collapsed on the floor, helped him with CPR. Yeah, how about that? Wow. Crazy intense video. Um, I believe, yeah, the referee just collapses. Guy just comes right up, right up, right out of the stands and just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, folks. I got it. I'll save his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it helps. I mean, they have things out there. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever done CPR training or whatnot. Uh, no. Once upon nope. a time, yeah, one of my old jobs, I actually, believe it or not, I have a little certificate that says I am certified to do it. So I know how to do it. So if someone's ever choking, I got you. But still. But still, what a uh, scary thing. So did they say exactly what happened, Leslie? He just was feeling lightheaded or anything? or he just... So the ref was kind of, you know, just started to kind of like wobble, you know, kind of feel unsteady. Then obviously all of a sudden he collapsed on the floor and then one of the players came and rushed over and started giving him CPR. Hmm. Well, thank God for that player, huh? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, thank God he was there. At the right place at the right time. Save that referee's life. Probably he's going to be like, hey, man, I'll... I owe you. Because basically he does owe him his life. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but no, that's, that's a pretty awesome story, I think. And these last two are the, the idiots of the week, Eric. You're going to like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Already of the week list here. All right. NBA's Montrez Harrell charged with felony after he allegedly had three pounds of weed during a traffic stop. Oh, my God. Three pounds. When that came out, I was like, what? So what's, yeah, what's the details you got about this one? So according to the authorities, he was pulled over by a Kentucky State Trooper around 10 a.m. on May 12th for driving a... Kentucky. He was... Yeah, he was driving a Honda a Pilot rental. He was too close to the car in front of him, and during the stop, cops claimed they smelled the marijuana. When they searched his car, he said they saw he was carrying three pounds of freaking marijuana. <laughs> Big old brick just sitting in his car. A rental car! It's not even your own car! Why are you smoking uh, in your own car? You gotta return it? Or do you gonna... I mean, because clearly, if you smoke in a rental car and it smells like weed, don't you have to pay for them to get rid of the smell? Yeah. I mean, People are dumb. <laughs> three pounds. Well, I mean, what would be your excuse if you had that? Oh, I need it. <laughs> I get bad headaches. <laughs> oh, no. Just, just Some athletes are just dumb. Montreal is... Harold just shows he's up. But in Kentucky, of all places, you got to get pulled over in Kentucky. What are you doing out there? You play for Charlotte. 
Not get you don't you don't why are you in the state of Kentucky? Idiot. What do you gotta say, Eric? I hate people. <laughs> All right, then. Leslie, you got anything to say about this guy? He's a total idiot. I think that sums it up for all three of us. <laughs> all right. Oh, Here's the last story. <laughs> <laughs> this is a group of idiots, not just one. Oh, boy. Hey, th- th- all right, you can rank, it, Eric, who's the biggest idiot, Harold or these people? <laughs> all right, here. Our Formula Drift Race fans get into a wild melee attack in a New Jersey drift. Okay. A race car event, Eric, and people got in a fight at a race car. It happens all the time at, in NASCAR. At a race. But fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, Leslie, did you see the video? Yeah, it's wild. Eric, oh. Eric, there's there's women involved in hair pulling, and they're on, like, those metal bleachers. It's people falling and tripping. It's just it's a big old scrap match. But, like, what would you get, get mad over at a, at a race? Oh, he's in third place. <laughs> I mean, what are you fighting over at a I race? I don't know, Derek. Why would you fight at a football game? Why would you fight at a baseball game? Because people are stupid. People are stupid everywhere. People Maybe they are childish. The hot... Maybe they spilled ketchup or mustard on them from their hot dog and they got mad. Didn't well, like see, their that mullet. would piss me off. Didn't like their mullet haircut. Hey, your haircut <laughs> sucks. You want to fight? I mean, is there any, what, what's some of the, you got any deets about this? Like what happened or what caused it or anything? Yeah. So so it went down Saturday during a formula drift race at the old bridge township raceway uh, park in English town. When witnesses say fans grew annoyed with a couple that had been roaming around the bleachers. Oh, a couple. According to the witnesses, the men in yellow, as you can see in the video, and the woman in the small black t-shirt had been, among other things, grabbing and touching people. And eventually it led to a physical confrontation. Okay, oh, so yeah. they're, they're going around grabbing and touching people? Yeah, that's annoying. Okay, so yeah. if someone comes by and, like, squeezes my head, yeah, I'm going to turn around and be like, what are you doing? I'm not going to fight him, but I'm going to turn around and give him a I, look. I would like, do the same thing. You know me. I'm a you? lover, not a fighter. Yeah, I would look at him and be like, excuse you, what are you doing? Yeah, but some people don't have that mentality. I'm mean, I back to differ. T- I'm not more of the, of the lovers. So I'm gonna squish you like a pea if you well, damn touch me. Get so, into my personal space. All right, so Eric, squish you. Eric, real quick, someone came up and just smacked you on the back of your head. Would you turn around and punch him? No. You wouldn't. No. What? If someone comes over and like squeezes my head really weird, I'm turn around. If someone comes over and smacks me, I would. Up, so if someone came and like squeezed my head like that, I'd slap their hand away and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit them back. Fine. What if someone pulled a Bertuzzi on you and sucker punched you? Then you would hit them back. You'd have to. I'm a lover, not a fighter, Derek. I'm just saying. I <laughs> now, am too. But if someone let's say come they hit, and hit me, in let's the back say of they my hit, head, me, they hit a girl I'm with. Oh, oh it's, yeah. It's down. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If so, oh, if that happens, then. Yeah, you're done for. I'm knocking you out. You're seeing stars and you're like, what? After you wake <laughs> up, definitely. Oh, yeah. All right, Eric. So who's the bigger idiot? The couple or Montrez Harrell? <laughs> oh, Montrez Harrell. Yeah. You're like, public. You're a, we say it all the <laughs> You're a professional time, athlete. Eric. You're a professional athlete. A professional athlete. The spotlight is everywhere. Real quick. 
Uh, Montrez Harrell. This is really going to make him seem like an idiot. Sign with Charlotte for five years, $70 million. Not anymore. But why? I mean, is he trying to sell that weed for what? Extra money? I don't know. He's probably trying to. He's a, well, he's a big boy. He's probably trying to smoke it all. But real quick. Hey, uh, I want to say quick. this real quick. No, you, you go ahead because mine's off topic. But real quick, guys. That's $14 million a year. What are you doing? Is that not enough to live off of? Nope. Because if not, you can shed some of that to the three of us and we can divvy up 14. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what. I, it, I'll take 14 of that. 14 I mean, million and share it. I'm not good at math, but the three of us, 14 divided by three, that's about five and a half million each. Oh, yeah. I'd be done for working for the rest of my life. Heck, I'll take it. I'll buy myself a house. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> what were you going to say, though? Thanks for your stories, Leslie. Yes, thank you. I was going to say, could you imagine if Michael Jordan was playing right now? He would get trashed by the media all the time because of his stupid social media antics. And like mm-hmm. him being in the spotlight. So mm-hmm. you got to be careful. But Michael Jordan Jordan, is- got, Jordan got away with it because there was no social media at the time and people that couldn't track him like they could now. Oh, I know. But Jordan wasn't out with three pounds of weed in a rental car. That is very true. <laughs> he's, he's not an idiot like that. Like, do you see, do you see Aaron Donald, Matthew Safford, Cooper Cup out doing stupid crap like that? No, because they're. Could you, ever, could you ever picture. <laughs> I'm doing something. No, because they're actually being good citizens of society, not doing dumb stuff. Aaron Donald's over there working on his 12-pack, bench pressing his wife. <laughs> That's what he's doing in the offseason. <laughs> yes, but last but not least, the surprise we had. Yes, yeah, so a little surprise to you from Eric. We are going to be ranking some NFL fan bases. Yes, yeah, so... I like, I like the sad face. <laughs> yeah, the sad face. So... I got this idea. The annoying one too. <laughs> I got I got this idea from a clickbait sports on YouTube. They, it's right. like a collection of five YouTubers that are yeah. cover the NFL and other sports. Mm-hmm. So here are our categories. I had to kind of add some things in here because I think they're there. It won't let me add tiers. So they're going to kind of be in the same thing. I have sad, mm-hmm. sad fan. And this is like current fan bases. So like okay. sad current this category is bad fake and or violent oh boy yeah there's a few of them in there there's annoying and or stuck in the past that face there's two fan bases that fit very well into that last phrase i just said Mm -hmm. there's average and then there's good so how we're gonna do this is go by each team we're gonna go alphabetically by each team but i want to start with the two that we're biased against the Broncos and the Rams. Okay. I call Broncos fans annoying a lot, mainly because it annoys you and it's very funny. But the, most of all, I think overall, I think they're good. Broncos have a very good fan base. Yes. Yeah, so, so how we're going to categorize this is their loyalty is definitely going to go into. Oh yeah. And bad. There's a couple yes. of fan bases that are bad. Oh yeah. Because they're not as loyal as you might think they are. Yes. So, and this is just our opinions. Feel free to yell at us if you're a Seahawks fan, because I'm going to place you in the bad category. Um, <laughs> also, let's let's go with the Rams. Yes, this might surprise you here. They're a fake fan base. Why? Because they're in LA. Because 
one St. Louis, they were good. Yeah. St. Louis was a very dedicated and loyal oh, yeah. fan base, even though they were trash. Mm-hmm. And there's still a lot of St. Louis Rams fans who are still Rams fans. Yes. You don't see very many loyal fans like me or my friend Jake. Mm-hmm. Shout out, go Rams. Super Bowl champs. Um, they're building their fan uh, base. There it a is. Lot, <laughs> a lot of people are just like kind of hopping on the bandwagon. Real quick, Eric, what a year this would be for you. Abs win the cup, Rams win the Super Bowl. Dude, Hello. like I said last show, like I said last last show, what a year to be me. Seriously. All right, back on topic. All right, so back on topic. <laughs> Leslie, feel free to introduce and anytime you got an opinion on this. We'll start alphabetically. Arizona Cardinals. I guess sad. They haven't really been that good lately, except now with Kyler Murray, but I would say maybe average. I, w- I was going to say average because the teams, they've got some hope. I'd say they're verging on sad, but right now they're average. <laughs> yes. Because they've never won. They've mm-hmm. never, the closest they came was the NFC Championship in 2015, and they got ruffle stumped. And ever time. since then, they haven't even come close to sniffing it. Yep. The last time they were in the postseason, or they, they missed the postseason every year until this year, and then they got ruffle stomped again. Yes. All right, moving on. Atlanta Falcons, no doubt about it. They're sad. sad. Oh, they're God. sad as hell right now. Ever since twenty eight to three, they've been sad. Oh yeah, and it's it's, <laughs> I, I, it's not even close to anything else. They're not a bad fan base. They're a pretty good fan base, but they're just sad. They're just really sad. Yes. This one's going to be interesting. Baltimore. Annoying. You think they're annoying? And yeah. suck in the past because they're always like, oh, the Flacco and great defense and Trent Dilfer. We had Trent Dilfer and great Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And all. Oh, yeah. They're stuck in the past, they're Eric. A pretty, they're a pretty loyal fan base, man. They are loyal, but I think I think they're annoying as hell. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll let you do that because I, I, I think they are, average, they are. But... They are good, but they are good, loyal, good and loyal, I think. But it's just they're always like, oh, that great Ravens defense that beat the Giants. Yeah, shut up. Mm-hmm. And they're always bringing up, oh, Flacco. Yeah, Flacco had one good run, and then where is he now? On the Jets. Mm-hmm. He All sucks. Right. Buffalo Bills, no doubt about it. They're a good oh, fan. Bills Mafia, hello. Until they start winning. Yeah. If you start winning, you're going to go in the annoying category. Yeah. And this has happened to a fan base that we're going to get to later on. They're a good fan base. You can, still, you can still be in a, a good fan base, but you could be annoying. Slamming people through tables, yeah. If, if Buffalo Mafia. starts to win and if you guys are going to start being annoying. Carolina, Panthers, sad. Yeah, they're just – yeah, they're sad. They're very, because they were good when Cam Newton was young and healthy, and now, now they're just sad. All right, Bears are the ultimate stuck-in-the-past team. 85 Bears. Like, anytime you talk to a Bears fan, they're like, well, you remember 85? I'm like, no, and neither wasn't you. Because I wasn't alive in 85, yeah. so shut up about it. <laughs> and they're just annoying because they're never good. No, Jay Cutler and, and uh, Cordell Stewart days and uh, Rex Grossman. <laughs> he was terrible. Yeah, yeah they were All bad. Right. Bengals fans, very good families. Very, oh. very loyal families. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. now with Joe Burrow. Hey, they're a team on the rise. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, no doubt about it, they're sad. 
Oh, they'll be sad for they used to be right here and good. Now they're just sad. Now they're sad because they can't cheer for their team. And if you do, you're an idiot. Yeah, now they they, Sean Watson. Now they have a creepy massage guy as their quarterback. Oh. Yeah. All right. Ultimate annoying stuck in the past fan base. (laughs) They are so stuck in the 90s. And every time Emmett Smith, Troy, oh my god. And then even now, every time you talk to a fan, they're like, Oh yeah, Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year, even though they have no evidence to support that they're going to the Super Bowl. Eric, when was the last time Dallas won a playoff game? Uh, eighteen fifty. I'll give you a hint. I was seven years old when they last won a playoff game. Nineteen ninety-five. Nineteen ninety-five. That was the last time they won a postseason game. When? What year are we in, real quick? Uh, twenty twenty-two. There you go. They're honestly on the verge of being bad just because of how annoying they are. But they're a very dedicated, loyal fan base. So I can't. But they are stuck in the past like the Bears. Definitely. And they're just annoying. Yeah. Oh, Detroit Lions, the sad. The definition of. (laughs) The definition of depression. I could vouch for it every year. Every year I'm like. Loyal, man. Every year I'm like they're gonna they're gonna do good, and then they get three wins, and I'm like, eh, okay, there's there's the Lions I know, but let, let, this year we'll see what happens. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, Green Bay Packers, they're a very good fan base. Oh yeah, the cheese heads and everything. Urging on cocky, annoying, mm-hmm. very the, cocky. Brett Favre, and, yeah, Brett Favre. Flash stuck in the past, yes. Yeah, they're starting but to get there. they're good. They're a good loyal fan base. It's Texans, they're almost up there with the Bills. Texans are sad. What if they they have nothing to cheer for? JJ Watt's gone. They apparently let the Sean DeAndre, Watson. They apparently DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Watson. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Oof. Yeah. Colts. The Colts. Average. I'd say average. Yeah, because when their team sucks, they're not there anymore. Mm. And like, but this year I think they actually might be fairly decent. Maybe. They're they're a loyal fan base, but after Manning left, like, and that was that bad year, their fans were just like, "Now nah, we're done." And then and Andrew Luck came, and they're like, "Hey, we're back." This next team falls in the category with the Lions. Sad. Jacksonville I, Jaguars are just sad. They had one good year when they went to the AFC Championship, and since then, as I said, they've won one division title. One, mm-hmm. one. They're they're bad. They're bad. Oh, oh god. All right. This is a fan base, the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> they used to be. And good. They used to be, but then you started winning. winning. You remember, like my buddy Adam, I love you. You are not in this annoying fan category. You are a very dedicated, loyal <laughs> fan to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The, my, the fan base was so annoying the first five games of the season. My, they were so like, oh, you everybody chris chris my stepdad doesn't fall in that category either because he liked them back in the day when they had trent green and matt castle so he's he's not one of them they are a good fan base they are very dedicated and loyal but But you started winning and you got pissy and then i don't know if you're gonna have to bleep that or not but they are pissy and then we met Mahomes. also brother runs like a girl then we met mahomes's brother and his wife and you're like just shoot me it was um, brother. His brother. His, his brother. Yeah, oh literally, just God. just shoot me. Just shoot me. And Mahomes' little like girly trot when he trots back. Oh, you're and Ty- annoying. And Tyreek Hill with what he did, just well, now he's allowed to play. So it doesn't no, matter. I know, but they don't. The, all right, Chargers. 
Oh, you're up God. there with the other LA fan base. You're bad. No, they should be sad. Are you kidding me? Nobody shows up to their games. But they've got a good team. And they they're not well, bad. now they do. They're yeah. like the Rams because they're fake. Yeah. Because all their fans are in San Diego. Yes. Where oh, they this, should be. This next one, they're violent. Without a no, doubt. They right? are. Yeah. The, the Las Vegas, Oakland. Oakland Raiders were violent. I kind of think the Vegas fan base is average. Yeah, but back in Oakland, yeah, when they were still in Oakland, as I said, I got me and my sister went to a game. A guy, a man tried fighting my sister. That shows you what kind of fan base mm-hmm. they have. So they're, they're stupid. We'll put them in violent. Because yeah, they are. I, I think I think if you're going off Vegas, they're they're fine. Mm-hmm. All right. The Dolphins. I think they're average. I think they're average too. Verging on stuck in the past. Yes, damn Marino but days. That's because they've had nothing to cheer about. Mm-hmm. But they're not annoying like Bears and Cowboys fans. Uh, yeah, Bofa, 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 Bofa. Vikings, Derek. Stuck in the past. I mean, For what though? Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss days. The year they went 14 and two and lost to the Falcons. They're a on the very last dedicated field. fan base, though. Okay, I'd say yeah. I'd say yeah. Now, their stupid can, horn that goes off every time they get a first down. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. They're <laughs> Remember, you said now, that you hated that. I do. I that. hate that Viking horn every time they get a first down. It's now, dumb. I will say this. They also I like how, I like. I like how I said that. You're like, okay, they're bad. But they're also cheered <laughs> like crazy when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. They oh, cheered. That they didn't was clap. They're like, yeah, let's go. He's hurt. That's you, that's that's you deserve real. to be bad. Patriots what, are bad. Just oh god. Actually, they're more annoying. They'll because, be stuck in the past probably here soon oh, if Mac yeah, Jones doesn't start playing. They're, they're stuck. In Ooh, the, past. the Tom Brady days. Shut up. <laughs> that's going to be starting here soon if Mac Jones doesn't turn out to be good. Yeah. All right, Derek, I want your opinion on the New Orleans Saints. I'd say good. I mean, literally, when Drew Brees got there and after the whole Hurricane Katrina thing, that city just became crazy for them. I think they're good. I think, they I think so good. too, but you're I, wrong. Why is that? They're the most annoying fan base I've ever listened to. All they do is complain about the bad calls and the no pass calls, interference, pass interference. They're Nicole stuck Roby in the Coleman. past. They're annoying. Yeah. They're good. I respect the city of New Orleans. I okay, hate I your Saints fans. I agree. And I also really hated Sean Payton, and they backed him because he knew Bounty Gate happened. He knew it. And That's he true did with nothing. Greg Williams. Okay, okay. Sean Payton should never have been a head coach after that. By the way, New York Giants—they're just bad. They're an- actually they're annoying. Because they win two games, they're like, we're going to win Super Bowl, Super Bowl, And then no, they end Eli up winning Manning. five games. And then Eli Manning. And yeah, they're Eli Manning the because of Eli Manning, and he wasn't even that good. No. But All he right, did win talk- two Super Bowls. We did. We talked about this one a little bit off air, but the New York Jets are a bad fan base. Oh, God. They're annoying. They don't show up when the team loses. And when the team wins, they're like, we're the best. J E T S six Super Bowl. We are crap. Joe Namath. We are crap. Joe May. Joe Namath. And you mentioned days. butt fumble around them. They get very mad at you, but it's the most oh, Mark funny Sanchez. thing that's ever happened. Mark Sanchez is running into the lineman's butt and fumbling it. We'll yes. live in 
Oh, that will never go away. All right, Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Violet. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> what? They're a very dedicated, loyal fan base. But yeah, they, they threw, threw batteries out. at their players one game. They're violent. <laughs> Who throws batteries? Who sneaks they batteries? They won the Super Bowl it. and burnt down the city. Seriously, you sneak batteries into a game and throw them at your players? You're freaking crazy and violent. Mm-hmm. Hello. All right. Pittsburgh Steelers, they're oh, a very good fan base. Very good fan base. They know when their team's crap, and they joke about them going to the Super Bowl, but they're they're also verging on annoying, but they're, they're a good fan base. Yeah. All right. Seahawks fans are terrible. <laughs> they're bad. They're on the verge of getting stuck in the past, too. Oh, why would Legion of Boom. See, why of were boom people days? Seahawks fans from, like, 2014 till this last year? Mm-hmm. They had the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson. Bofa are gone. Yep. The 12th man is not going to be as strong as much anymore. I can't wait to see this next one for you. Oh, they're violent. The San Francisco oh, yeah. 49ers. Eric's favorite team. They're the most violent fan base out of all of these. Even with, the Eagles. With his boy, Jimmy G. You find out that there are more fans beaten to death. Not to death, but you know what I mean. After Fighting. 49ers Fights. Game. Fights oh, after yeah. 49ers game. Now I'll get give them this. They are passionate. But your team lost. Um, <laughs> woo! But your team lost. Grams. <laughs> you have great. a lot of fans. Yes, you do. You know what? You're sad. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> actually, you don't even get to be on the board. You're just the worst. You're the worst. Uh, Tampa percent- Bay. Oh God. They're they're starting to be annoying just recently because they are, but I think they're actually a very loyal fan base. They are. They were loyal before Tom Brady was even there, but now that Tom Brady's there, they're very annoying. Yes. Titans fans. I have no idea. That's going an average commanders fan. Oh God. Commanders fans are exceptionally sad. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, they have Carson Wentz owner. Carson Wentz water thrown on them from their stadium and the stadium <laughs> falls apart. Who can forget the poop water leaking down? Uh, and not All to right. mention you have to deal with Carson Wentz as your quarterback. This year. Oh God. And Terry McLaurin wants out too. Oof. Oh, that defense yeah. is going to be good. And, but the and, offense and, is going to be. Miserable. And as we said, though, you have to deal with probably the worst owner, maybe one of the worst human beings on the planet. Their owner Daniel might get Snyder. kicked out by the other owners because he stole money from them. And not to mention, he's a pervert. No, he's a he's gross. All right. So to recap in the sad category, Falcons, Panthers, Browns, Lions, Ti- Texans, Lions, Tigers and Bears, Lions, Texans, Jaguars and Commanders fans are in sad. Bad, fake, and or violent. Rams, Chargers, Raiders, Vikings, Jets, Eagles, Seahawks, and 40 losers. <laughs> Annoying and or stuck in the past. Ravens, Bears, definitely. Crap Cowboys, boys, exclamation mark, Cowboys. <laughs> Cowboys are the ultimate annoying. Yes. Chiefs, Patriots, Saints, and Giants. Average Cardinals, Colts, Dolphins, and Titans. And good Broncos, Bills, Bengals, Packers, Steelers, Buccaneers. All right. 
You know what we should do next week? Baseball or hockey? Jerry Jones. Let's do hockey next week. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Jerry Jones probably will never listen to us, but you can look over this list and think about it in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I said too much. Get us out of here, Leslie. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next time, and we'll give you guys our recap for game two. Go!